0: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191.
0: The panel. Alex Chapman, Hamish Bidwell with us this morning. Uh, Alex, if I can start with you, please. Uh, a bit of bleating, I, I think, coming out of the camp from uh, uh, Scott Robertson on the fact that he's had to dig so deep in his player pool this time around. I'm not sure he's going to get a lot of sympathy from around the country, but it's probably indicative, though, when the uh, previously strongest franchise is going that deep, it's, uh, it's indicative of where everyone's going.
1: Yeah, morning, Smilly. Morning, Hamer. See, they're, they're not even the worst. The Hurricanes are going to raise the bat this week. They're going to bring up 50. The, the Crusaders are only sitting at 43. They're yet to even get to a milestone. Um, that, this is just kind of the times we're living in, though. Isn't it? We're, I mean, obviously they don't help themselves with the suspensions, but the fact that we've got COVID, injuries, obviously. Um, it, it is crazy, though, that some guys are having super rugby debuts before NPC. so you just have to think about... That and, and you hope that it doesn't really affect their confidence too much going forward. But the fact that Scott Robertson's 10 in terms of players being used are going to be broken inside for 13 weeks is, is pretty remarkable. No sympathy though, I agree with you.
0: No, no sympathy, no sympathy. I, I wouldn't, uh, for you, uh, Hamish Bidwell either. I'll, I would imagine, uh, the realization, yeah, 50. Uh, what worries me about this, uh, Hamish is they might want to increase their squads next time round, which means bigger bills.
1: Yeah, you know,
2: yeah. one of the happiest times of my life was covering Canterbury and the Crusaders for the press newspaper, so I do have some affection for the red and black. Um, look, it's, I was on with Mark Stafford earlier in the week, and he was talking about fans feeling a bit disillusioned and a bit disenfranchised. It's an amazing feat that New Zealand rugby have pulled off. They've disenfranchised a whole bunch of players. We have a whole tier of talent that just left the country in droves. We have guys who were regular super starters, occasional all-black squad members, and they've just gone, and they've been replaced by boys. So we have all-blacks playing under sufferance. We have Kids with no runs on the board playing, and that would be fine if the disillusionment didn't extend to coaching too. Once, where we had guys like Boyd and Rennie and Joseph coaching teams, guys who were international test rugby ready to to that level, we we have guys we have guys through their apprenticeship, their coaching apprenticeship. You know, we don't. You know, you can mitigate for the loss of a tier of talent. You can mitigate for the loss of depth if you have actually some quality coaching, but we don't have it, and so we have this cycle where we have always been promoted before their time. We had coaches who were inadequate in terms of being able to get them up to speed for the rigors of Super Rugby and it's all because no one sees a path here for themselves. They don't see uh, the that rugby cares about them or wants them here and so they go. And It's a, it's a, it's a cycle that I don't see um, stopping in a hurry.
0: The other cycle Hamish which uh, I'm, I uh, don't see stopping in uh, a hurry is diminishing crowd attendance either and I, I'm not quite sure what the answer is there. Is it is it something that, uh, as a as a journal you look at uh, week by week and, and take note of?
2: Well, we're all used to your mentions, aren't we? We all think that everything was better once upon a time, but Super Rugby actually was better, and it actually was better within a, two or three years ago. Like, it's an inferior product. And the disillusionment, I think, with head office has extended to fans. I think people were just tired of rugby in New Zealand. They're tired of New Zealand rugby. They feel they're being lied to. They feel that appointments don't make sense. They feel that reviews don't add up, and I just generally have had enough, and so rather than, you know, people who love the game are now apathetic to it, and that's, that's a real issue.
0: Alex, uh, if you weren't involved in the media, would you go to sport? Oh, that's a great question.
1: Um, would I still go to sport? God, you really made me think, yes, Millie. Probably, um, but not nearly as much as I'm fortunate enough to be able to do so now and i think this weekend is going to be a real litmus test in terms of the interest of the new zealand rugby public in the game here because if you ever want the contest in the last 18 months then we've got it at the moment and just look at the the disparity which is slowly being closed between new zealand and australian sides apparently um, and I was listening to your multi before, and the fact that the, the, the Chiefs are still seven-and-a-half-point favourites, and the Brumbies are the, by far the best Australian team and playing some really, really good, exciting footy. are paying three twenty five at the tab. Um, I, I mean, I'm, i would definitely be jumping on that, side note, but to go back to your original point, probably not, and definitely not rugby. If, if I'm to go to sport, then it's more like for the experience and who I'm with and most of my mates aren't going to go out
0: of their way to go and watch rugby Well see Hamish you've had sport in the blood your dad, yourself etc you've been writing about sport for decades between you Uh, it suggests to me you have got a genuine love of sport to make it your livelihood and to make it your living as such Uh, I I just wonder uh, if you had to put the pen down and and, and, uh, you had the option to go to McLean Park next week Walks Bay, Manawatu would you go?
2: I'd go if my son wanted to go. It's really hard when your hobby becomes your, your job. Um, you do get a bit jaundiced, and as you go along and you actually see other sausages made and you know that the people that you're dealing with perhaps aren't as remarkable as, as, as you were led to believe as a kid, um, you, you, your attitude does change. So I try hard to see it through my son's eyes. He's 11 going 12, and he does still have people on the Still, He is interested in things that I've long since stopped being keen about. So I, I try for his sake. If he wants to go to something, we go, and I, I put my big boy pants on, I smile, and I try and make it a fun experience for him. But to answer your question, if I had to go as a punter, my interest in going is nil
0: to anything. OK. Wow. That is interesting. It is absolutely interesting. Uh, we're going to take a short break, fellas. Uh, we'll come back with uh, two or three other topics uh, to talk about, but it's uh, 10.30 now here on SENZ, and time for Ottawa's update. Big talk, big opinions. The panel. Right, uh, we'll talk a little bit of money in sport now, and the money around sport. 10:32 uh, here on the panel with Hamish Bidwell and Alex Chapman. Uh, I see Aj uh, Hamish. Uh, Aj Patel has, has put his uh, Test wicket shirt up for grabs. This is the one uh, that he got 10 wickets with. It's uh, been beautifully showcased and signed as well. Uh, I think it's up to, uh, this morning, around $18,000. Uh, I just wonder what it would be worth if it was uh, perhaps Anil Kumblai's 10 wicket one in India.
2: Oh, you couldn't write a big enough cheque. It'd be absolutely huge. Um, I do like this. Um, you see a lot of stage-managed or manufactured acts of kindness around sport, but this seems really genuine. Um, AJ's had a child in Starship He really appreciated the care And he's doing something off his own bat Which I, I really admire um, I'm interested more broadly in whether he's going to play any cricket in England Or how much cricket he does play I'd, <laughs> I'd be a lot happier if Joe Root was still England captain And, and Stoke uh, Broad and Anderson was still on the outside But as, as I look at the how the three teams might line up I'm worried for you, Gilmore
0: oh, I am too, actually yeah, in fact, you, you, give up, uh, you bring up a good subject Which we probably weren't going to talk about this morning But we will uh, We will have to use spin Uh, In England, okay, it's June, but uh, over the course of those three pitches, where we have actually won test matches on, that's the one thing in our favour there, and history suits us at those three grounds. Uh, I I just wonder about uh, Patel and his influence uh, on that series, Uh, bearing in mind it's been forever. Yeah,
2: I I mean, uh, it's a hell of a career to have, isn't it, where you you can't even get a game after a team for New Zealand will need someone to, to, to hold an end up, and he may be that guy. I don't see him spinning too many guys out, obviously, but um, I just fear that they're walking into a bit of an ambush. I think Stokes will be a more attacking and decisive captain than Root. Um, you might say to guys like Anderson and Broadluck, you're not getting a cover, you don't have a mid-off, you're actually going to have to bowl a drivable length and nick guys out. You know, you can't be defensive all the time. So, um, yeah, I, I, It's the batting that worries me more. I think he's going to bowl okay, provided everyone scrubs up a right after the IPL. It's not a great preparation. England have had more guys more of their elite guys turn the IPL down and they're actually playing county cricket. So, yeah, no, it's a worry.
0: Yeah, we've only had uh, one really turn it down, uh, Kyle Jameson of course, whose uh, contract was astronomical last year. God knows what he would have got this year. It wouldn't have been that much, I would imagine, on performance, Alex. But, yeah, certainly they are dedicated towards, uh, I think, Flying the flag at home more out of necessity, England. Uh, the Patel thing, though, AJS Patel and, and the shirt, the auction value around $18,000. Good stuff. I love
1: it. And he's also one of the great humans, so I'm not actually surprised by it, but good on him. And, and that's such a special jersey, for, so for him to have that selflessness, to be willing to, to put that up for auction. And obviously we saw the Hope for Holly campaign, which Tim Southey and Tom Blunder were heavily involved in and um, played sport, did, did some awesome stuff with Auckland clubs in particular. And I think we need more of this stuff when there is a story behind it. One of my colleagues at News Hub, Natasha Payne, did a story with Alex Nankable, the chiefs midfielder, probably a month ago, about auctioning off his 50th Chiefs jersey for Cure Kids because he had a brother affected by cancer. So I think it's also the jobs of the organisations and the athletes to let us in the media and let the public know when these sorts of things are happening and and really driving it and working on that narrative. As long as there is, as Hamish says, that really personal, important connection, doing it just for the sake of it, don't bother. But, like, for example, the Blues are doing a campaign for Tonga this week. And so at media this week, they put up for Tonga Farsi and Galahangahu, who both have Tonga connections. I'm all for that. It's when there isn't kind of a purpose behind it that I I do struggle with.
0: Alex, what chance Papua New Guinea becoming the 18th uh, unit in the uh, NRL? What chance? I mean, New Zealand have uh, been looking to get a second team in there, one based out of Wellington, Papua New Guinea beating Wellington to the punch. Is that a possibility for you? I don't know a massive amount about Papua New Guinea rugby league, to be
1: honest. I get excited when they play in World Cups and they put on some really good hits and apparently rugby league's massive over there. But apart from that, I I think the finances and the logistics would be the two big issues and the the hurdles that they'd have to overcome. We saw it with um, Wana Pacifica and Super Rugby and the Fiji and Rua as well. Um, Is it the obvious option? Probably not. They probably need a team in Perth or Tasmania before they even think about taking it to, well, even to New Zealand, probably, let alone Papua New Guinea. But overall, I'm I'm, I'm all for growth in the game. They just need to be smart about it.
0: There's a book coming out, Hamish, uh, very shortly, uh, written by a fellow by the name of Alan Shipnuck, the un- unauthorised biography of Phil Mickelson. He gets the headlines again this morning, Phil. Uh, on the basis that it will be revealed uh, he has uh, lost in a space of about three to four years over a period he lost 62 million New Zealand dollars gambling gambling. Uh, this is a bloke we're led to believe is one of the one of uh, American sports fans most, um, most popular blokes um, I'm not sure how he's going to come out of this biography.
2: It's not just that it's as soon as he got involved with the Saudi stuff, it's been open season on him. I've heard people on podcasts such as Brandon Chambly, who's obviously a, a playing pair of Nicholson's now a golf analyst, Pat Perez, is still on the tour, absolutely giving him a kicking. You know, terrible guy. He's kind of all thinking into. He's a decent fella. He's made so much money. He's a greedy so-and-so. Um, he should have gone to jail once Pat Perez said about whether there some murky dealings with KPMG once upon a time. Um, yeah, he's a really unpopular figure among the golf fraternity and they're using this as the opportunity to perhaps make that a bit more public than it has been um, the whole Saudi thing in general is interesting, um, the whole sports washing scenario and Lee Westwood was put under the pump a bit yesterday and tried to justify his desire to go in it. we've had Sergio Garcia throwing a, a spaz on the course on the PGA show this morning and saying he can't wait to get on the tour of two weeks and get away from you people so yeah, I think some household names, some revered figures are, are going to sort of find their reputations a little bit diminished in, um, in the time to come.
0: And yet, all of a sudden, this magnificent, uh, honest, uh, everything good about him, feel-good player, Stephen Elker comes along and takes the Champions Tour by storm. And what a great story that is, Hamish.
2: And, and not just him, Ryan Fox in the tie for the league um, at the Belfry this morning. Like, that's just... <sighs> golf's a, I play for my sins. I'm a keen golfer. I listen to a lot of golf podcasts. And I have a huge admiration for the way New Zealand pros do it, the, 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 the tyranny of distance, the, the, the struggles to get on tours, to keep cards, to be away from families. Uh, we're not flashy in our golf. We don't have, you know, big names, brilliant shot makers. We have grinders. We have guys that personify the humble New Zealand attitude. Elker and Fox are absolutely typical of that. And I, I admire them immensely. We're code contending I mean, we in the week, like, we're very lucky with the people we have flying our, our golfing flag internationally.
0: Alex Chapman, great night last night for the Phoenix and a great night for, finally, for our franchises doing it tough in Australia.
1: Yeah, reward and, and justified reward and necessary reward for some really loyal, passionate fans that the Phoenix have. Obviously, the Breakers have struggled in the last couple of years and, and God knows how difficult that's been for... For these teams being based in australia it, it 's good for the phoenix i 'm delighted for them, but to be honest, they were in a position six weeks ago where they potentially could have had a home playoff and talking to David Dome that was very much on the radar for them. They were looking at one game in Wellington, one game in Auckland, and then, hey, we may end up having a home playoff as well. Where will we get that? Or where will we host that so that we can get a decent crowd? So they stuffed that up a little bit, but overall, you know, the the, the Phoenix train rolls on and, and who knows where it'll take them. They're not playing delightful football at the moment. It's, it's not pretty football, but they're really grinding out wins when they aren't being absolutely pantsed, which kind of seems to be the case at the moment. Either they get absolutely smashed or they grind out
0: a, a 1-0, 2-1 win. Hamish, hey, I spoke to Aaron Major this morning when I finally got his name right uh, as, of course, the head coach of uh, Moana Pacifica, and asked him for a, a bit of a nine-round a nine report card. If I ask you a nine-round report card about Drua and about Pacifica, uh, a, a tick in the column for you, a success?
2: Oh, well, they're doing about as well as they can. They're not well-resourced. They were on hidings to nothing. Um, they've been competitive. I think it was utterly shameful for the Hurricanes to lose more on the Pacific Tower um, at part a few weeks back. But, um, but the, te- the teams that people wish you be success, but they need to be able to, to stand on their own two feet, to be well-resourced financially in terms of playing staff. Um, I think the idea of it, the concept is fantastic. I'd like to see the Pacific Islands become our some of our major rugby rivals, I'd like to see it become a different pathway for players out of school rather than just throwing a lot of them with NZR and, and, and the All Blacks. Like, I think we've seen with Tonga Rugby League that we can have uh, a local rivalry. We can have um, spectacle and theatre and noise and grounds. Um, we don't really have it at the moment. You know, you were asking before about how do we get fans to crowds. with well, the Tonga Rugby League thing, that was a phenomenon. And I think we can do that on the international rugby stage as well, if we allow the Pacific Pacifica to um, develop and, 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 and get some runs on the board. like I just think we need some colour and vibrancy. We need to engage different parts of our community, and I think this is a way to do that.
0: Yep, I agree. I absolutely agree. And I, I just go back to that crowd at Suva last weekend and just, uh, I won't say it reinvigorated me, but it did excite me ever so slightly. Uh, 10.42 here on SCNZ. That was the panel this morning, Hamish Bidwell and Alex Chapman. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Have a great weekend, uh, whatever you're involved in, whether it be watching or writing about uh, sporting activities. And we'll catch up with, with you again shortly. And, of course, we'll have another panel uh, with two new panelists on Monday morning around about uh, 10.20.